All right. I just remember those days we had at Bible Baptist Church, we would have uh, always on Sunday nights, it seemed like it was Sunday nights, we'd have, they'd pick people out of the crowd or out of the, the audience uh, to come up and sing a special. <laughs> There'd be like four guys, they'd have them come up and they'd sing a special or whatever. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. You know, I had like, a, you never know when you, get, you might get picked. But uh, anyways, that was always fun. Hey, all right, let's turn your uh, Bibles to uh, Psalms 138. Psalms 138, that was Brother Rose. At that time, he'd, he'd get everybody up there. And uh, some of you might know Brother Rose. Evangelist Rose, Pastor Rose from Washington State. Psalms 138. And uh, and uh, verse 2. It says here, the word of God, it says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. And so we think about the word of God tonight. We're going to look at the word of God tonight. So important when we think about our missionaries, they are, they are preaching the word of God around the world. We're extending that around the world. Our ministry is extended around the world and uh, even across the state or across the country. We may be involved with home missions, sending someone somewhere to, uh, to get involved and they're, uh, they're uh, utilizing the Word of God, uh, their life and practice, their, their life and practice and the, wor- and the, and a, and the uh, uh, services they're holding, the church they have is wrapped around the Word of God. The Word of God is their, uh, is, it directs them and guides them. And we think about the importance of God's Word here. And you know, as a young person, I, uh, I I had the blessing of, of having uh, certainly certain chapters. I'd read, I'd actually memorize certain chapters or verses when I was real young. And it's an amazing thing how, what the Word of God can do. This is one of, I'd like you to turn back to Psalms chapter 1. Just turn back a little bit. Psalms chapter 1. We're going to read some other verses here. But we think about the things that, these are, these are some of the verses. This is uh, some verses here that when I was young, I came across. And, you know, when you start looking at that, and God speaks to your heart concerning the Word of God, and how powerful the Word of God is, and it's exalted above His name. We think about the importance of God's Word. But it must be very important to be exalted above His name, the Lord Jesus Christ. But we think about here in Psalms chapter 1, we think about how the Bible says here, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he, shall be, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the, uh, of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish." And so we kind of move on to verse 2 here. There's just a couple chapters I want to read. There's kind of small chapters. But when I was young, I used to read these things, and, and it was really spoke to my heart. I went over these verses quite a bit. I, I think I memorized these. These were uh, required for me to memorize uh, with some of the classes I had. But in verse cha- uh, chapter 2 here, it says, Why do the heathens rage, and the people imagine uh, a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. 
He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon the holy hill of, of Zion. I will decre, uh, declare the decree that the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, and this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen of, of thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled uh, but a little. Blessed are, are all they that put their trust in him. We think about, we look around today, we see certainly a lot of people, uh, a lot of leaders, a lot of, I believe that there's some leadership in the, in the world today, and I believe they all have, they'll have an accountability down the road. If not now, some, sometime. We think about how, you know, you, you, uh, we think about how you plant something, you reap something. And within that law and with, that, with all that is going on today, we think about the evil that's going on around this world. I believe uh, there, you know, I, there's a preacher that used to say payday something, someday. Payday, you know, about, he had a message about payday. And we think about the, uh, God is a just God. God is a God of love. God is a God of patience. God really uh, is patient with people, but there comes a point where there is going to be judgment. We as Christians, we look forward to that uh, place where uh, the Lord calls us back. He calls us back, and that is the rapture. He calls us home, and we go home. And for seven years, uh, what will happen on this earth has never yet has never happened before. And we'll, we'll be glad that we're not here, but we'll be sorrowful for those that had stayed behind. And so we think about the things. We think about the blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the godly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. We think about the, the importance of uh, being that blessed man. You know, uh, we want God to bless us. In order, for God to, in order to have God bless us, we need to do the right things. We need to practice it and, and do God what God wants us to do. But we think about all the word of God tonight. We're going to look at some verses tonight. Back to 138 verse 2. I just want to hammer that a little bit. 138 verse 2. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for the loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Wow, his word. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray that you bless our time together in your word. We thank you, God, that this is the... Uh, your word is powerful, and I pray that you would bless our time together as we look at some verses tonight. That we would, uh, Lord, we would have a uh, respect for your word, and Lord God, and, and we would re realize that we need to be that blessed person, uh, and that we would, uh, we would just allow the word of God, that we would soak it up, that we would reverence it, that we wouldn't stack another book on top of it, that we would really appreciate it. Lord, we know, Lord, that our church is called Bible Baptist Church, and we thank you, God, for uh, the fact that we lift up the Bible, we lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. And, God, I pray that you just help us, Lord, that we would not just lift you up, but, Lord Jesus, that we would, you would, allow, we would allow you to live through us. I pray that you bless our time and together, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we think about the most dangerous book in the world. This is it right here, the Bible. The Bible is the most dangerous book in the world. Some of you or some people might say, oh, that's not the dangerous, most dangerous. What are you talking about? But it is. It's the most dangerous book in the world. Uh, we think about there's a book that has divided families, devastated philosophies, and destroyed the following of some of the world's best known religions. 
uh, it proclaims itself to be superior to science, more honest than historians, and the only firm foundation on which to build our lives. People have been derided for believing it, attacked for possessing it, jailed for disseminating it, and martyred for refusing to deny it. Liberals loathe it. Courts out, out, out outlaw it. Politicians run from it. The media scorns and fears it simultaneously. If any other book had been uh, subjected to one-tenth of the attack this book has been endured, and we think about it, it would have been van 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 vanquished and banished. But to the disgust of its foes, the delights of its friends, this book stands undaunted, undamaged, and unchanged. It is the source of our strength, the light of our lives, and the hope of our heaven. It is pre uh, preserved and pre pre preeminent, powerful word of God. It is a powerful word of God. And uh, we think about it is dangerous to its opponents and delightful to its proponents. Uh, it is the only book God ever wrote. We think about the word of God. And it's a precious thing. We think about the uh, we think about a description the uh, description of the Bible. It is a, is it is an inerrant. And uh, Psalms chapter uh, twelve verse six, if you'll turn there, twelve verse six. We'll just be looking at some verses tonight about the Word of God. You, it's certainly not hard to find them if you go through Psalms and through the Word of God. You'll find many verses concerning the Word, His words. And the word of God here says, uh, the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. And we think about how it's important for us to realize that the word of God has been tried. The word of God is, is, is pure, and uh, there are no mistakes or inaccuracy in, in, in God's preserved word. We need to understand that. We need to believe that. And uh, people will say, oh, this is wrong or that is wrong. But no, people are wrong. Yeah. And that's where we have a problem. We as Christians, we get on the wrong side of things when we don't allow the word of God to navigate us. We navigate above the word of God. Well, I don't really totally believe what the word of God says there, so I'm going to do my own thing. And so we think about the importance of believing what God says and, 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 really, uh, and really not trying to struggle with it, but just accepting it. I love, I love the fact, sometimes I love the fact that how some people um, can't accept the word of God. They don't have so much, you know, I'm not going to try to say, I'm, praise the Lord for people that can learn some stuff, but some people, they get so learned that they, and they have the world philosophies and they have all the stuff this world has and yet they ha don't have the faith to believe God's word. It, somehow they can't grab a hold of it, those words. Sometimes they, they realize, you know, some people have said, maybe you've heard it, that the, the uh, salvation, well, that's just too simple. The gospel is just too simple. And, uh, but no, it's the way God made it. It's real simple. It's not complicated. You don't have to go through a lot of hoops for, uh, for you to be saved. Praise the Lord for that. And so, uh, you know, so often God will use, um, I would say they looked at, the disciples, I know that when in, in the Word of God, they looked at the disciples. Uh, they looked at these unlearned men. <laughs> They've spent time with Jesus. And they had God, God's wisdom among themselves. They didn't have this world's wisdom. But if we think about how it's inerrant. There are no mistakes. It is infallible. Psalms 119, verse 89. Psalms 119, verse 89. You feel turned there, Psalms 119, verse 89. <clears throat> I encourage you to read Psalms 119. Very good to read this. Encourage your kids to read this. 
This is a good chapter to read. It'll take him a little while because it's, it's a long one. We see here the uh, forever, O Lord, thy world is settled in heaven. And uh, we think about how it's settled. Well, if it's settled in heaven, well, I guess that's good enough for me, amen? It doesn't get more pure, pure than that. We think about how it's settled in heaven and how the word of God is, is, uh, is powerful. It's a foundational. It's a foundational book. It's infallible. What the Bible promises will happen as surely as it had, had already taken place. We think about the things that are befalling. Uh, we think about those that know the prophecy and know what has happened around the world, in the Middle East and around the world, what's happening, what t- what's taking place, what's already ready to take place is incredible. It should make us rejoice. But many people, I think sometimes today, we have so many ties to this world that we're not rejoicing. We go, wait, whoa. We want things the way they used to be. Before COVID, we want things the way they used to be. And people can say, you know, uh, but, but we think about there's, there's, thing, there's, uh, a thing, there's some things happening. There's things coming. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. Are you ready? And so we need to understand that uh, it, is, it is infallible. Uh, what the Bible promises will happen as surely as it has already taken place. It is inspired. We, li- we have a word of, God, word of God that is inspired. And I'm going to have you turn there, 2 Timothy 3.16. And, and I know some people can quote that, right? 2 Timothy 3.16. Because this is a very good, this is very common. We're very common for, for us as Baptists to look at this. Uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You know what? It's an amazing thing when you go into a house what furniture will do. You know, realtors, they go, you know, I think sometimes they go, it's better to have some furniture in there because it makes the house look good, especially if you have nice furniture. Yeah, but when we think about our lives, it's so much better, it has so much volume when we allow the Word of God to put so, uh, fur, uh, furnish ourselves, furnish our lives with the things of God. It just looks so much better. It's a testimony to other people that God is doing something in your life. Uh, when your life is furnished with the things that God has for you, uh, God has some great taste. He has, He knows what where things need to be. Now, you know, we have some uh, furniture coming into our house, and know about you, but uh, it might take a while to get things where they need to be. Oh, I, I think we'll change it, you know, we'll change it this way, change it that way. And, and, and uh, you know, uh, you know I've, I've been in the moving industry before and, and for years, and I can tell you that uh, just because you set the furniture one time for the lady of the house, you're going to be back in there rearranging stuff. Uh, and if you're not, somebody else will. And, uh, but we think about how God knows where everything needs to go. He already knows that. He knows where everything needs to go. He's got the perfect piece for the perfect wall. And I'm telling you, I've been in some houses, I'm going, wow, that's amazing. And then I've been in some houses like, that doesn't really fit anywhere. You need to get rid of this thing. You know? But we think about the, the, the mind of God and the, and the ability to furnish uh, and to put things in your life that will just, uh, will just be astounding. And they have purpose. And it has the ability to... Uh, be profound. We think about how the Word of God is, uh, it, 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 God breathed into it. It's inspired. Inspired means God breathed. God told the human instruments that He used to pen the Bible exactly what He wanted them to say. Some scornfully refer to this as mechanical dictation. Uh, I embrace their description since the Bible is settled ever, uh, forever in heaven, it exists before any of its human authors. 
When God made the, uh, the men who penned the Bible, he already knew what he wanted them to write. Think about that. But, you know, when he created them, he knew what he wanted them to write. God, you know, he's, he's ahead of the game. He already knows what's going to happen. He's, you know, he knows what's going to happen a year from now, 10 years from now. And I think 10 years from now will be uh, the thousand-year reign, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're thinking about here. You know, we and I, you know, I got to be careful with that because you know I'm not going to say, "Hey, it's going to happen." But God knows every second, every millisecond, every minute, anything you could ever get to, He knows about that time frame. And we think about how God uh, breathed; He brought it to life, and it could be it could be brought to life for us if we'll acknowledge it, if we'll live it, if we'll apply it. If we'll really believe, and we need to have faith. We think about faith is the victory. We sang that this morning. Faith is the victory. We think about the faith that we need to have. And part of that faith God gives us, and we need to believe the word of God. Don't doubt God's word. Standing on his word. We think about uh, this time of giving. Giving for missions. We think about the uh, opportunity to give more. The opportunity to, to uh, cha- be challenged uh, by what God speaks to us about. And maybe some people might be a little scared about what uh, God would encourage them to give, but we would understand that we need to be encouraged. We need to have our ears open and realize that God has enabled all of us to do something and to do more, perhaps, for the Lord. God has blessed us. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm in a church that's been blessed. Certainly, looking around, uh, we think about the world and the things that are going on. Uh, We we have it good. We're very blessed. 2 Peter 1.21. Turn over a little, few more pages from where you were. Uh, 2 Peter 1.21. And I don't have to, we think about how, I don't have to ask you what's in your wallet, I don't, what's in your Bible case, amen? It's the word of God. What's not what's in your wallet, what's in your Bible case is going to make a difference. Uh, 2 Peter 1.21. I hope I got the right one here. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. This word of God was not orchestrated by man. This word of God came together because God put it together. Page to page, from the front to the beginning, God did it. God put it together. We have it. It's incredible. And we need to understand. The same God that created the heavens and the earth, created everything, created this book for you and for me. It is is inspired, and it's to inspire us. We should be inspired by it. And so being inspired by God's word, how important it is. And uh, we think about Matthew 24, verse 35. Matthew 24, verse 35. Matthew 24, verse 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Things will just turn into dust and go away, but guess what? God's word is still going to be there. God is going to preserve his word. He has preserved his word to, to this point. The man has tried to destroy it. I think that I've heard, I've seen pictures of uh, Hitler. I think he was trying to out, he was trying to burn books like crazy, all kinds of books. He would have book burning parties, things like that. Now today, there's, there's things we're heading in some directions to where they're trying to get away or do away with certain things. Dr. Seuss is on the list. Monopoly. I mean, we're Mr. Potato Head. He's he's you know he's in danger. So if you got that, hide it. You know, put it under the put it under the couch. But we think about the Word of God. 
They've tried to do away with it. They try to limit it. They try to do all that they could to stop it, but they can't. They can't never been able to stop it. Amen. It's powerful. We think about it as a dangerous book. It is immortal. We think about the danger of the Bible. It is a dangerous to our attitudes. We think about how it's dangerous to our attitudes. If we follow God's will, uh, word, we're going to live differently. We think about a world where, you know, I mean, you know, years ago I used to, you know, when I lived in Washington State, Seattle, and I used to work, and I'd hear on the news like, yeah, there's some, some what do you call it, uh, some, something happened on the freeways down in California. It's called road rage. And the road rage we started hearing about in the news and thinking that, you know, yeah, that's crazy down there. You don't ever want to drive down there. Well, that's nothing compared to now. I mean, they don't have just car against car and people getting out. We have people getting on the freeway and with bats and different things. And I remember talking, it's a, a whole new ball game. And, uh, but we think about how, uh, for us as Christians, we don't, have, we, we don't live with those attitudes. We don't have that. The Bible talks about in Psalms 119, verse 165 says, it says, if we live the word of God here, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. And, you know, as long as we're living in God's will, as long as we're living in God's word, we're operating differently. We're operating differently. And it affects us. We don't, we're, 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 uh, where some people are highly offended, we are not offended. And we understand uh, we are going to be peaceable. And some people are ready to uh, get the torches, get the forks, and yet we're peaceful. We're supposed to be peaceful according to the word of God. And... Um, we express that. And we, as we were challenged. Certainly we're challenged. You, ring, you hang around the wrong crowd, you start acting like them. You start sounding like them. Uh, and you may get angry. You may, get, uh, you may start uh, going in a direction that God's word doesn't mandate. And so we trust the Lord and we move forward according to his word. We think about sometimes we wish to express our ir- irritation but in Proverbs 14, 17, says, He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. How many times have we thought to ourselves, Boy, that was foolish. What I said there, oh my goodness. Why did I say that? You know, uh, you know, or why did I do that? Why did I do that? You know, this is, and, and God convicts us. And that's the way God, God's supposed to convict us. And when we get into God's word, he, guess what? He convicts you more. And guess what? When you identify, oh, I know what that is. That's called conviction. That's a good thing. When pastor talks about people preaching and preaching hard, you know, that's convicting, that's encouraging that God is working on your heart, taking the time to speak to your heart concerning his word. And so we, 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 we applaud that. We appreciate that. We get our toes out there, you know. Don't step on my toes, you know. I got, I got steel plates in there anyways. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, we, we're, 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 we're wanting those things. We want God. We're inviting God to come in and do some remodeling, do some furnishing in my, in my life, do something. God, what is out of joint in my life? Straighten some things up. Sometimes we go to the place, we go to the chiropractor, don't we? We want the chiropractor to straighten some things up. Uh, I know that people that do sports sometimes, they have a chiropractor, they have a doctor. I know that in Palm Springs, I used to go to a, a chiropractor there. He gave me some different tips. He worked with certain f- the football team there in um, uh, the high school or whatever, and he had a lot of tips. It was amazing. He had a lot of tips to say, try this, try that, and he would talk about what he did and everything, and he, he would straighten people out because, you know, you out there, you're, you're, whether it's football or just life, uh, you get out of uh, alignment. Well, you know, just in life with spiritually, you get out of alignment. We need God to align some things. You know, I don't know about that. 
getting you ever you ever seen that that one part where he takes your neck? Okay, relax, relax, relax boom. <laughs> oh, thanks, doctor. You know, uh, yeah. So we think about straightening things up. God will straighten some things up. We think about how it's. Uh, so we think about how it is dangerous to our activities. When our, when our flesh wants to view some of the filthy programs available on television, uh, Philippians 4, uh, 8 says, tells us, finally, my bro- uh, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things have a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any, any praise, think on these things. And so we understand that we... We we not only just read God's word, we allow God's word to dictate and direct our path. So yeah, we can be that blessed man back in Psalms 1. That blessed man that walks with God every day as he goes through life. Uh, And you know what? It's not something some people go, man, you guys got a lot of... You got a lot of weight on you. You got a lot... Everything's tying you down. Look at religion. You know, this is a religious thing. And you know, you guys are... uh, You guys... There's so many ties and yet... Really, it's an amazing thing where uh, if you get to know the Lord Jesus Christ, he saves you, and then you have a freedom. You start trusting him, and you get baptized, and you, that first step of obedience, and then you feel lighter than air. Look what God's done. And, and then you start walking, and you're reading God's word and praying. And rather than something that would tie you down, it gives you a freedom. Amen. A freedom. And certainly a freedom from sin, a freedom from doing and falling into the things that this world is falling into. And we should appreciate that. When we find ourselves attracted to ungodly music, 2 Corinthians 6, 17 says, Come out from among them and be ye separate. Be ye separate. And uh, I think we need to be careful what we listen to. When we're tempted to cut corners to order, uh, in order to gain financial advantage, we are uh, reminded that he, he that hasteth to be rich hath an evil eye, and considereth not that poverty shall come upon them. Proverbs 28.22. So we see the, uh, it's an amazing thing how some people in this world, they don't know anything about God, but they practice God's, really His promises. They really do things according to God's Word, even though they're not saved. Uh, and you know what happens? Just, be, just by just doing God's promises, you can see God's blessing on what they're doing. Because they're just, they're not saved, but they're doing, there's a group of people out there, I'm not going to tell you who they are, but they do do a lot of things according to God's word. You know, we as Christians, we need to do things prudently according to God's word. And we need to gain some wisdom. How do you gain some wisdom about those things? Right here, right here. Amen. How am I going to get there? Here's the red map right here. God, help me. Furnish my life with the things that will get me going in the right direction. So that's what we need. We think about how uh, that needs to come into our lives. So rather than cutting corners, we would uh, do the things that would bring about God's blessing. That's why I, I do pray. I do pray now and then. I pray for people. I pray that God would bless them or bring them to a place where God can bless them. I pray for that. I'll pray that for somebody that's totally nailing it. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what? Maybe God can bring them to a, a greater place. Amen. I'm telling you. I mean, they think they have it all, and, and they're able to lead people to Christ. Well, God, would you bless them even more? I want to see you, bless, God, please bless them more. That would be so encouraging to see that happen. Because, because what God can do, God can go beyond what we think can happen. He can make a little and make a lot out of it, whatever it is. And we think about a dangerous to our acquaintances, 
A Christian, a Christian is not, uh, not free to choose his own companions. The Bible says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Proverbs 13.20. It further says, Make no friendship with an angry man. Proverbs 22.24. We think about the friendships. We need to think about the friendships we have. We need to be careful with this world. This world is, can be dangerous in the acquaintances we have. By the way, we're supposed to be affecting them. They're not supposed to be affecting us. And we think about that. We think about how, you know, you can spend time around somebody. Uh, if you spend enough time around somebody, you can actually start sounding like them. You do. You start sounding like them. You, start, you might even say some of the phrases they do. And for some people, they'll hang around with people, and they'll go, oh, it's not affecting me at all. But they're uh, hanging around with people that cuss. You know, they, they cuss like a sailor. You know, that does affect you. You need to be careful. We think about the things that we not, we not take things lightly. We think about how it is uh, dangerous with our acquaintances. God wants us to walk with uh, godly people. God wants us to think about and, and really uh, when we look up to somebody, maybe we'll look up to somebody that's godly rather than somebody that's just, we know it's not godly. So we need to, we need to understand that this word of God will be dangerous to the th- our acquaintances. We think about certain people that have the testimony of, of becoming saved. They were, uh, perhaps they were in sports or they were um, uh, doing something big and, and they got saved. And all of a sudden, you know, over time, they started having, they start changing out their friends almost. Friends that used to be friends stopped being friends because they didn't drink, you know, and this and that. They didn't do drugs or whatever it was. And all of a sudden, they had to change out their friends because basically that person decided to live for God, to live according to God's word. And that in itself will do what needs to be done in order for people to kind of like fall away. People are either going to accept salvation, salvation of the gospel that you're giving, or they won't. And so we understand that acquaintances. It is, now we also see that it is dangerous to our, uh, to our authority. If the Bible is the word of God, then evolution is wrong. Huh? If the Bible is the word of God, then uh, sodomites are wrong. Uh, if the Bible is the word of God, then the new evangel- evangelicals are wrong. If the Bible is the word of God, those who teach work salvations are wrong. If the Bible is the word of God, the psychologists are wrong when they tell us to do, uh, we do not need to feel guilt. If the Bible is the word of God, doctors who mur- murder ba- babies in their mother's, in mother's wombs are wrong. Amen. So we see the word of God and it directs us, it, tr- it helps us to understand these things. And some things for this world is very hard for them to understand because they're so entrenched in the things of this world. And the Word of God is going to do, uh, make the difference. The Word of God. What's the Word of God doing in your life? We think about missions and God leading you and directing you. How's the Word of God doing in your life tonight? We think about the Word of God. I know the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back soon, you know. Amen. And I've heard some good preaching. I've heard the preaching about how we need to clean some things up. Amen. Get those envelopes off the floor with $600 in them, you know. That's like... <laughs> Yeah, uh, clean things up, yeah. Uh, anyways, don't, don't put any fans going. You want that stuff blown out the window. Uh, but anyways, we need to clean things up in our lives. You know, y- y- you know it's an amazing thing. It's almost like uh, the best time, best time to clean houses at night. Yes. 
Leave the lights off. It's really easy. It's, everything looks good. It doesn't take that much time. But if you turn, God, if you turn the light on, then that, it's easier. During the day, it's way easier. You say, oh, man, I didn't know it was so dirty in here. Uh, but you know what? It's like God's word. We, you know, we turn, it's like turning on God's light. We get close enough to the word of God, and then guess what? It shines an incredible light in our life. The closer we walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, it shines an incredible light. We see, wow, oh, I didn't see that smudge. Look at that. We need to clean this up. We need to clean some things up in our lives. And you know what? We need to do something with it. If God is exposing something in your life, and he's not going to expose everything. He's not going to go, he's not going to work you over. He's going to know what he's going to be able to do with you. He's going to start with one thing after the other. And you may be looking at someone else in our church and go, wow, what's with this person? Just like Pastor was saying, you know. What's with this person, you know? And, and, you know, there's, there's a term they used to, when I was at camp one time, there was a little button they'd wear and, uh, be patient. God is not finished with me yet. And guess what? God's not finished with any of us. So before you judge, you need to remember God's not finished with what he's doing with us. Praise the Lord when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back. Guess what? He is finished. New body, new inspiration, new reality, and a new uh, what a relationship will have. Let me encourage you to trust the Lord, trust his word, and be understanding that his word is powerful. Not because I say it is, but because his word says it. Amen. Hey, don't listen to what I say. Listen to what God's word says. It's powerful. Live it. Allow it to be in your life. Allow it to, God's changing to happen in your life and let him guide you. He will. Let's pray, Lord Jesus. Lord, thank you for this time.